Welcome to the All in a Homeschool Day podcast. If you're like most of my listeners, you too wear many hats and you have a lot of demands on your time. It's difficult to juggle it all as a homeschool mom, and it's easy to be overwhelmed by everything you need to do. This show is not about finding the right curriculum or doing all the right things. It is about helping you focus on the best for your homeschool and your family. Let's dive in. Welcome back to our Getting It All Done series. Today we're talking about self-care tips for the homeschool mom. You know, whenever I am talking to friends or interacting with you either online or in person, I hear a lot of, I'm exhausted trying to keep up with everything. I have no energy. I'm tired of being tired and overwhelmed. I've been there too. And, you know, I think back to the pioneer days and thinking about uh, Ma Ingalls and how much she had to do. And I think we don't even have the physical demands on us that the pioneers did like Ma Ingalls did. And I think, what's the deal? What do I need to be doing differently? Because... If I'm not that not as physically involved in my day, why am I so tired? And then I think, you know, the reality is that motherhood is just draining. And then we add homeschooling on top of it, and you've got the perfect storm for being exhausted. I sometimes reflect when my daughters are away at, say, a camp or at um, grandparents for the week. I have so much more energy. Motherhood is mentally demanding. We don't have to be physically exhausted to be exhausted. So you've probably heard the adage, take care of yourself before you take care of others. They tell you to do that whenever you're on a plane. You've probably heard many experts telling you that. And it is hard to do that. But it is, it is really important that we take care of ourselves first. I've found the times in my life when I do not take care of myself, when I am not feeling well, when I am exhausted, that I am impatient, I am rushed, I'm not getting things done, our household is just not running smoothly. And so that is why we are coming, covering this topic first. I think it is so important that we take care of ourselves and yet it is so hard to do. And just to fit it all in. So let's explore four areas that we could be working on improving our self-care. The first one, you're probably not surprised, is sleep. We need sleep to function our best. And it is so hard to get it as moms. If you have little ones at home, I know it is hard to get your sleep in. They may not be sleeping all night or they may have times that they get up in the middle of the night when they just aren't feeling well or there's a storm. And then, you know, I remember the day that I woke up and realized my daughter hasn't climbed into bed with us in a long time. She'd been in the habit of coming in a couple times a week whenever she would wake up kind of in those early morning hours and couldn't go back to sleep. And I actually kind of missed it. I did not miss not getting the sleep, but... There are different phases to our life, and I think it's important that we remember that. And if you're in the phase where you are just not getting a lot of sleep because your children are little, you may have to let some other things slide so that you can work on getting some sleep. You will feel so much better if you can. 
So some things that we're going to talk about here will apply no matter what age your children are, but some of them may be even more applicable for you if you have small children. So the first, obviously, you could take a nap. And I know some people have a hard time napping during the day, during the day and that is not my problem, but I can understand that that might be a challenge. So if you have a hard time taking a nap, you may just need to adjust your bedtime a little bit if you can. When my girls were younger, I would often take both of them into one of their rooms and close the door, tell them to play quietly. Mama really needs a nap. And I just lay on the floor and I obviously would not get a deep sleep, but it would be just enough to refresh me so that I could make it through the day. There have been times that I've taken naps with them. They're now old enough that there are some days that I just say, guys, I have got to go take a little nap. Please be quiet. And sometimes they are, and honestly, sometimes they aren't. And when they aren't, I end up crankier than before. So they've they've learned now they should go do something quiet and really try to stay, stay quiet while I sleep. Um, there may be times that you need to adjust your schedule a little bit. My husband gets up really early many days to go to work. And I have learned I can't get up that early because I need a little more sleep. My body's just at a, at a point right now that I need that extra sleep. I can't do like I used to do and go on less sleep. But I have a hard time going back to sleep when he gets up. So what I have found works really well for me is I have a weighted blanket and there's a lot of different varieties out there. You can even find tutorials on how to make your own. But I have a weighted blanket that he puts on top of me when he gets up and leaves and I have a stuffed animal. And the combination of those two things helps me go back to sleep. So whatever it is that you need to do, whether it's move your phone into the, a different room, get a weighted blanket, uh, close your blinds so that it's darker in your room, whatever you need to do, experiment with some stuff to find a way to get the sleep that you need. You may need to restrict your caffeine and chocolate intake. That seems kind of obvious, but there are times that I'll be laying in bed thinking, I need to go to sleep, I need to go to sleep, and I'll realize that, you know, I went out with friends this afternoon and I actually had coffee and I should have had like an herbal tea because it was past my point of having ca having caffeine. About two o'clock is about the latest that I can have caffeine and still go to sleep at night. I also, now that my children are older, I've told them, you know what, if you aren't ready for bed on time, and I'll give them that specific time, I'm going to bed and you can tuck yourself in. They're still young enough that they want me to at least come say goodnight. They don't always go to sleep whenever I go to sleep because sometimes I may need a little more sleep that night, but they at least want me tucking them in. And so it's a big motivator for them to get ready on time. So it's okay if your children are old enough to set those boundaries so that you can get the sleep you need. I think it's also really important for us to listen to our own bodies and recognize there may be times you've got to just let it go and not get everything done because you need more sleep. Because if you can get ahead a little bit or at least get caught up, you will be able to get more done the next day. You won't be dragging as you go through the day. One final thing that helps me is to have a bedtime routine. 
I really enjoy reading. And so I try to read a biography in the evening or a fiction book that's not too engaging. I try to um, read something that will calm me down. It won't be stimulating ideas that then has me laying awake for hours thinking about what I read. Next, I try to get exercise. Uh, is the best way besides getting enough sleep that I can maintain my tone in my home and the mental attitude that I need. When I exercise, I feel better. It's been proven scientifically that it is a mood booster. So it helps me maintain being the thermostat in my home. And so I am not reacting to what is going on around me. I am able to actually influence the environment because I have just a clear mind to do so. Exercising also improves my stamina and allows me to really invest my energy in the tasks in front of me because I am I, I have the stamina to do that. It also sets a good example for my children, but in the greater scheme of things, is really because it helps take good care of me. So getting this started, if you're not exercising regularly, that's a hard word, regularly right now, can be a real challenge and it can be a, a stumbling block to just get started. So here's what I have done. I started slowly. I have, in the past, I have tried to run longer distances because my husband did and I wanted to spend time with him. I found that I really enjoyed it, but I ended up getting hurt. I also found that I could not get that to work into my schedule and not just take over everything else. And it, it was causing a lot of stress. So I scaled way back and I said, I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to exercise. I'm going to do something. So some days I would get out and take my daughters with me and we'd go for a walk around the neighborhood. Sometimes I would get out and play basketball with them or go jump rope or hula hoop. I would do something that was moving. And over time, I was able to build up to where I could consistently go for a walk. Sometimes I'd go with my husband at night. Sometimes the girls would come with us on their scooters. Um, if you have access to a treadmill or an elliptical, you can do that at home or you can even just walk in place. There have been times my family has laughed at me so much because I would be walking in place while I'm reading a book. And I'm thinking, I see no problem with this because I'm getting exercise and doing something that I want to do at the same time. Sometimes I'll walk in place while I'm waiting for something in the microwave or on the stove. Just find little ways to add in some extra movement. And I mentioned involving your kids. If you can go do something with your kids, you are not only improving your uh, physical state, but you're helping your kids set that, um, that routine also. Because it can be a challenge as a homeschool family to get enough activity because we don't leave the house some days or uh, we, you know we don't have a scheduled PE class every day. We do have several activities each week that the girls get plenty of physical exercise, but there are days that they wouldn't get anything. So some, I will often try to just do something with them and it could even be as simple as dancing around the living room. 
Now, if it's possible for you to add in a little bit of weight training, some strength training, you can do body weight training or you can actually use weights like dumbbells or kettlebells or something. There's a lot of ways that you can add in a little bit of weight training, strength training that can have a huge impact on your stamina. I have seen huge improvements over the past year and a half since I started adding in strength training that has really helped me in my daily life be able to function better. So if you have the ability to add that in, I really encourage you to to look into that. And if you're not sure where to get started, there are a lot of resources around the web. I'll actually link to um, someone who has a lot of great tips on just how you can add in a little bit of movement throughout the day. There are two places that I like to go. One is Jessica Smith. She has an incredible YouTube channel where you can get all kinds of free videos just to add a little bit of strength training in, or she has walking routines that you can do. She also has some that you can purchase, but she has a ton that are free. So after you sleep and after you exercise, another thing that you can do to take care of yourself is to eat healthy. And I know none of this is new, but it is helpful for us to hear it again and again, I think. Eating healthy can be time-consuming, though. It can also be costly if you let it be costly. So it's important to not let eating healthy become a stressor and make you feel even more overwhelmed. You may need to let go of your expectations and just start small. So listen to your body as you're going. What makes you feel really good? What makes you feel a little more sluggish? I did an elimination diet last summer as I was trying to jumpstart some weight loss and just feeling better, getting my, my taste buds reset because we had been traveling and I'd been real busy and had gotten kind of lazy on what I was eating. And so that was really helpful to help me to see how I felt eating different foods. I ended up cutting a couple of foods out for about eight, nine months, and I'm slowly adding those back in, and I am feeling really good. I've discovered I need a lot more protein and fat than I thought I did. And when I get those, I feel better. I have more energy. I have more clarity. But, you know, I don't let that stop me from enjoying a piece of cake or some ice cream or going out for frozen yogurt one day when that's like an entire meal on its own. It's okay to indulge as long as we're listening to our bodies and we keep the bigger picture in mind. And I think it's important that we don't let the pursuit of healthy eating become a stressor for us. There's a lot of times that I'll buy prepackaged foods or prepared items. You can get some riced veggies that are great to just throw in um, to a dish and add some extra veggies in. You can buy lettuces or lettuce mixtures that are pre-washed, pre-prepared, that you can just pull them out of the bowl. If you need some convenience foods, there's ways that you can add that in without feeling bad about doing it. You don't have to make everything from scratch. You don't have to do everything perfectly. The important thing is take those small steps to get to a better place. And finally, as part of your self-care routine, do what brings you joy. 
For me, I enjoy reading. I crave my quiet time with God in the mornings. I like taking bubble baths. I like sitting and watching nature. I like getting massages. So it's important to find what brings you joy and then find ways to add it in and recognize that it does not have to be on a daily or even weekly basis. I do not get a massage every week. That would be nice, but that is not realistic from both a time and money perspective. So, you know, I might get one once a quarter, but I can go sit and watch nature for five minutes and that will have an incredible impact on my whole outlook on life. You may need to get family or friends involved to help you find ways to fit this in. You may need to ask your husband to take the kids for a little while or to put them to bed one night so that you could take a bubble bath so that you could relax. Or maybe you need to find a way to swap out with friends. I had some friends one year that our kids were all in elementary school and upper elementary, that we would get together once a month and all the kids would hang out at one of the houses and the three other moms got a block of time off. It is amazing how much you can recharge when you have a block of time that you can go run errands, you could take a nap, you could get a project done at home that you need to do. So you may want to look and see if you have a couple of friends that you could do that with and just find ways to add in that joy. So I really want to encourage you to make self-care a priority, but remember that you do not want it to consume you. The pursuit of this self-care should not consume you and should not cause you more stress. Know that it's a give and take and that you'll have times that you need to focus on it more and times that you need to let it slide. But it is important and it is not selfish to focus on your needs. When you can take care of yourself, you'll have more energy and a better mood to take care of others. So as we close today, I want to ask you, what is one thing that you will do next week to invest in your self-care? And what do you need to do to make that happen? Do you need to schedule it on your calendar? Do you need to get your kids involved? Do you need to get your husband involved or some friends? Find a way that you can add one little thing in to invest in your self-care. I'm looking forward next week, we're going to be talking about household management tips for homeschool moms. So I will see you then. If you're tired of feeling overwhelmed by everything you need to do as a homeschool mom, be sure to download my free Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Taming the To-Do List. You'll learn how to use four proven strategies to stop feeling overwhelmed and find rest. Go to triumphantlearning.com forward slash to do. I hope you found encouragement from this episode and are ready to face your homeschool day with confidence and gusto. You got this. Until next time, have a triumphant day.